0: Welcome back to Trending in Education. Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer, and myself, Dan Strafford, here this week. We're going to talk about voice assistants, digital assistants, Siri, Alexa, and more in data privacy. But first
1: and foremost, always like to check in. Brandon, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I, uh, I have, I think, as we've talked about in the show, I have two Alexas. Ah. And so um, I, I, I find her lovely and uh, is a real part of my family. Sure. Um so uh I I can't I can't wait. I'm excited to talk about this. Do the Alexa's talk to one another? They do. I mean, so you can well, you can talk to one another through the Alexas. It's funny because I live in a New York City apartment and so there's only a thousand and fifty six square feet or something like that. Which
2: is palatial, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, thank you. Um, but uh, you know, like actually using an Alexa to talk to someone else in the same apartment Uh through the other Alexa is so silly. Yeah. Because you can hear the person talking through your regular, yeah. just through your you,
2: holes. You have an extremely high
1: uh, Alexa per square foot. Uh, sure do. Density. Yes. Yes. And still I do it. Still I'm like, yeah. Hey Alexa, talk to, talk to the upstairs. <laughs> yeah. There's
2: a lot. We're going to have to come back to that. I mean, that's a wonderful open by Thank the way. You. Cause like that alone is a show. I mean like <laughs> you and me, like uh, Dan, just, uh, just asking Brandon to explain explore uh the complexity of his uh the, the, his home dynamics yeah,
0: yeah Mike uh how about yourself did you ever plunge into uh, a google I home would, or uh, an Alexa heck, heck yeah early adopter uh
2: and then uh, uh Robin uh my 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 wife uh you know got married recently long time uh, listening long time listening part <laughs> fan of the show she's been on the show yeah so um she 's more uh, concerned about being listened to than I am, so like i I was willing to sacrifice data privacy for convenience, uh, which I think is the sort of the fundamental question right now do you do you value convenience over data privacy or vice versa and I think that 's a recurring theme that we 've talked about a lot relates to learning uh, actually uh, but um, robin 's not re- she 's saying data privacy even over convenience so uh, so she 's offered up our Alexa to, uh, we gave one to a friend, and then there's another one that uh, we had in our home. We used to have two as well. They're so cute They're yeah. together, uh, but then the other one we've, uh, we're now doing a little bit of R&D here uh, at the office with. We, we're hoping to get a little time with that Alexa, uh, perhaps later on in this show. Uh, maybe she could even become a recurring guest. I like it. Uh, she's just a little shy, and she's still dealing with the rejection from my home, so we're trying to, to, trying to be kind to her to make sure she's, uh, she's, she's, she feels like she's in a safe place and uh, she's not being manipulated in so, any way.
1: So two things uh, about in, in response to your story about your Alexa. One, you were the person who introduced me to Alexa. Okay. So I, thank you.
2: Yeah, and I like the way, you know, you're talking about Alexa as all of a type, and uh, I don't know, I, I introduced you maybe to Alexa, the concept, I didn't
1: actually say Brandon,
2: this is Alexa, Alexa Correct. meet Brandon, right? Correct, yeah, Correct.
1: you introduced me to the concept. Yeah, yeah. You were an early adopter. Yes. I, I was also an early adopter, but not as early as you. Hmm. And then second, I think that when you're not listening to Robin, yes. like when she's talking to you, just like in life, yeah. and you're not listening to her, yeah, I think you, if she starts to grouse about that, uh-huh. I think you should say, Data privacy, even over convenience. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not. I'm not listening.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the good news is I always listen.
1: To <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, nice. uh,
2: but, 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 I think the related thing though is like, uh, which I thought you were going this direction, which is a, a similar direction, is like, Alexa almost always listens to you. Yes. And that is, you know, unless depending on your diction and your volume, uh, you know, because you start yelling at her, doesn't always help. Which, yeah. Which I do think is interesting. Maybe we can get into that a little bit. But uh, but one of the nice things about Alexa and the uh, the Siri and our virtual companions uh, is that they are being designed uh, to listen, as far as we can tell, to listen to us. And uh, as our our human analog uh, companions are not always designed in that way. Absolutely.
1: Uh, so, so much better.
2: Yeah, yeah. But it it, uh, it, it is. But it, but, it, but it's interesting to to understand how you even get good at training your Alexa to understand how you talk and how Alexa is getting better at understanding the various ways in which we might give her, uh, commands, uh, which is, you know, why Google is also interesting because now, you know, Hey Google, or as Kevin Durant would like to say, yo, yo, yo Google, yo Google, yo, Google. Yeah. uh, which I don't know if that's actually working yet. Uh, uh,
0: that'd be an interesting of, question. That
2: was part of the in, in the NBA finals. Uh, there were there was a major uh, push by Google,
1: big ad campaign, big ad
2: campaign uh, featuring Kevin Durant. Who, uh, unlike the typical trigger, which is "Hey Google," he kept on saying "Yo Google" because uh, he's Kevin Durant. Right. And, and you can do what he wants. Uh, and uh, interestingly, at the end, they were saying their engineers would uh, would get after that because because I do think the the way these devices are triggered. Um. Is interesting as well. Where like I'm waiting for that to be uh, opened up, personalized. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you have you have twins. It's it's like you have twin girls, Alexa and Alexa, and you've named them both Alexa. And then to talk to either of them, you say Alexa. And within your relatively small but palatial uh, home, uh, there's a chance you might be talking to one. That happens all the time. Yeah. Does that? can that cause problems It sure does yeah
1: alexa set an alarm for seven fifteen a.m like yeah. if, if she sets the alarm upstairs yeah i'm just gonna sleep through i'm gonna sleep through my whole day right yeah i i um so my, my daughter also has a friend one of her best like little best girlfriends is named alexa Oh. so, so w- there is like uh dan i, I know you're saying that that um You know, your youngest, uh, getting her to, or I guess not your youngest youngest, but uh, one of your young ones, uh, having her talk to to the Google Assistant um, is interesting. Uh, With a three and a half year old, it's um, one, uh, so much gummy bear. If you haven't heard, not the old gummy bear, (laughs) the new gummy bear song. Mm. So much because Penny can wake Alexa. So Uh like there is you know, once she knows she can do it, she's always doing. And then too, so much errant Alexa waking Yes. from conversations just about, about Alexa, her friend, yes. who is not a virtual assistant. She's like a real little girl. Yeah, we
2: definitely need to do some research around how many babies have been named Alexa during the, uh, the hype cycle of Alexa yeah. adoption. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Because I bet when it started, you probably saw a spike and then once people realize oh no <laughs> oh no what I, have i done i need done? to change my daughter's name cuz the the or i i i'm just going to go google
1: right yeah, yeah. Like, like well, you you can have the other me. wake word for hey amazon is that like you can change yeah, it Yeah, yeah right? yeah um but, but if you have two children named alexa and amazon
2: right but why can't you update the word like that that's the th- like it, eventually or, or is it yeah. or is, is there some intentionality around that is there uh like keeping that locked
0: the word to yeah. wake yes uh you can change on the alexa to echo amazon or alexa
2: yeah but, but what, what, what we're talking about is more having that be dynamic you know Personalized. Just, just, Personalized. Just, just like a like like other types of safety words that people <laughs> it's a similar thing it's true it's true it's happening in the world and i and it occurred to me i'm allowed to say it on the show darn it but, uh, but I'll say darn it afterwards.
0: So <laughs> but, quickly here, yeah, Mike. In yeah. 2015, Alexa was the 32nd most popular name uh, yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, it, dropped, uh, it went up 31 spots. Um, sorry, it went down uh, 18 spots. In 2017, down 15. In 2018, it dropped 44 spots to 138. So I think you're seeing... Exactly so it, what you're just talking about. But, it,
2: but it, I guess so. It peaked. I, I wonder if we even go back to like if it it probably peaked around 15, right? Because that was when. Yep. It. it I wonder if it if it almost mapped to the hype cycle, you know, or to the adoption rate, you know. That's a uh, that's interesting. Thank you for uh, you know. Thank you for that. Uh, you,
1: you bet. Yeah, uh, Johnny on the Danny on the spot. Danny, Danny on the interwebs. He's back.
0: Uh, so many ways to go from an education perspective here to discuss through. Um, I think that you have. Obviously, Alexa in the classroom or, or voice assistants in the classroom. That then dovetails to, to data privacy. You also just have um, using Alexa to learn, you know, uh, quizzes and and interacting with it to 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 study. Um, Mike, I think the most relevant one right now is these uh, devices in the classroom, both from a positive and negative perspective. We have one article that talks about the data privacy side and then a a couple that point to how to use it, how to use Alexa, how to use voice assistants in the classroom. Do you think there's a a place for them? And do you think that this is simply good teachers using technology to move their classrooms forward?
2: I think so. I I think as long as it can, you remember that it's easy to unplug, you know, and I would always tell uh, Robin that is like, you know, as long as I can unplug it periodically uh, I kind of want it around and that's in my living room, you know? So uh, in a classroom, I think it's even more important to unplug it because you're representing for, uh, for kids uh, whose parents aren't there. So like, to me, the bigger problem I have, same problem I have with, uh, you know, Alexa's in the, in the, in hotel rooms, uh, those types of devices, it's like, give me the choice to turn the thing on or off. Don't always have it on in a surveillance state. So like if you could uh, simply turn it off entirely, you know, like right now it, it acts like it's off, but it's actually still listening. There needs to be a full shutoff that's voice controlled. Like it's almost like you, as that's more me as a consumer. And then I would sort of say in a classroom, it should default to off. And if it defaults to off almost to the point where the instructor has to consciously turn it on and then have a little bit of, what, you know, developmentally appropriate digital citizenship conversation. Uh, you know, you don't want to talk to three-year-olds about, uh, the, the implications of being listened to necessarily, but, uh, but there probably is a developmentally appropriate way to get people to think that, um, then I'm hundred percent on board, but I just feel like the way ed tech tends to get adopted in classrooms, the way we've talked about it, it'll be kind of a, a big PR lift and there'll be a place where they're, um, Almost hyping the fact that they're a modern classroom because right. they're always on. Um, I would argue for caution there because I, I don't think it should always be on.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that's that's right and wise. I, I would I would make a pitch. This is my personal sure. sort of um, morality ethics here. I would make a pitch to our listeners that we should come down hard on the um, convenience and actually sort of contribution to. Uh, sort of net human learning, mm-hmm. even over data privacy. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is, again, this is my sure. views. I'm not re- representing the, the, all of the folks on the show or the, the people we work for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think basically we need to get off of Earth, like at some point, right? Okay. Like okay. If, if we are going to sure persist as a species, okay. we have to go interstellar. Sure. Uh, or at least well, interplanetary. Interplanetary.
2: But eventually, In- I mean, inter-satellite. Maybe start with the moon.
1: Start with the moon.
2: Or skip the moon, go to Mars. Skip the moon. moon. The moon, yeah. Been yeah, there, done screw that. Screw the moon.
1: Yeah, yeah. But um, the uh, the amenities, the Wi-Fi there is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> um, the sun has a life cycle of like two billion more years, yeah, something like that. Should be around right? for a while, yeah. But that's not forever. Right. And so, um, If we, if you accept as a given that you have to get off earth, which I think we do, then I think anything we can do that accelerates our ability to get off earth is a net, like the net marginal utility from that is pretty high. Uh So I, I think whatever I can do to help the overlords, they're the overlords, it's fine, help them learn faster. Right. So I like. May, I would like to bring an Alexa with me everywhere so she yeah. can always be recording the things I'm saying. You're
2: almost arguing uh, Alexa is an accelerant towards te- technical advancement. So, yes. So the more we can get humans to adopt the accelerant, the sooner we'll get to the future we need to get to quickly.
1: Yeah, I think that with the data capture and the processing capabilities that we have today, that mm-hmm. part of what we need to do to feed machine learning yeah. is just give it tremendous amounts of... Um, diverse data. Yeah, and so I, I would rather uh, Alexa be learning everything about me and everyone, yeah. so that it can help excel. It can help get us off, get us into space. Yeah,
2: you know what I think you're doing right now? I think you're educating this trend. Yeah, I mean, we have an educated trend. It's trends been a while. while. So that was that was pretty good because a little bit of a hot take, a little that was like a for those of you who like ESPN, a bit of a Stephen A. Smith kind of. Uh, you might've been, well, I don't even want to go there, but, uh, but, but that was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, that that thanks. was hot. That's, yeah. That's, but uh, I, 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 could even counter it, but, uh, but let's, let's hold off on that. Cause, uh, cause I think there's an, let that one seep in. That one's good. There you
0: have it. Uh, it sounds like Mike, you almost want going back to the, uh, Westworld episode last week, uh, a cease all motor fun- functions, uh, for the Alexa, right? You, uh, suspend all motor functions is what the phrase yes. was on Westworld. Oh my where it God. It shuts down and it can give you a diagnostic of itself. And then. For sure. You can yeah, tell when to shut down. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah, all of our shows are blending into a big uh, – it's almost like the, the, the Marvel comic universe. There's, like, the <laughs> trending in education – The TIEU. Uh, t- universe. Uh, they're all living there together in, in the valley beyond.
1: What, it's going be, um, to be hard when, uh, when Alexa tells you to seesaw some motor functions. <laughs> I think that's uh, – spoiler alert. Uh, go back and listen slash watch the show.
0: A great conversation, as always, with Mike and Brandon talking about voice assistance. Want to continue that conversation here on today's episode. We have an interview that we're going to release later this week as an extra, but wanted to bring an excerpt here to the audience on the show proper. Mike Palmer sat down with Michael Fitzpatrick. He's the president and COO of Polestring. You'll hear more about that company in the full interview. But in this excerpt, they take a look back at the thematic idea of voice assistants and voice technology, and then discuss the Turing test a little bit and how that applies to what voice assistants do and how we interact with them each and every day. So sit back, relax, enjoy this short excerpt from Mike and Michael Fitzpatrick, and more later in this week from this interview.
2: Thematically, the idea of intelligent uh, computer agents that can speak to humans that's been around for for some time. It was uh, very much part of uh, science fiction. Uh, thinking back, uh, you know, when we were prepping uh, prior to the show, we were talking about uh, the HAL uh, Nine Thousand from yes. uh, from two thousand one. Uh, uh, how far back do do these uh, these types of uh, uh, of applications uh, resonate within our pop culture? Like, what are what are some of the earlier references that that you're aware of?
3: Well, certainly. Uh there's in as as computer science has emerged as a category and then you had some incredibly forward thinkers uh in the fifties forties fifties and sixties I think a lot of these use cases for a talking technology stack of some kind have emerged and certainly in and uh one of the most popular concepts is of course how and, and uh it's uh Wonderful that the bar was set so high in some respects. I mean, it's of course an evil uh, assistant in the end, but uh, the original, um, the original scope of being able to simply talk and use basic verbal communication to control incredibly complex systems is something I think we're still striving to achieve, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're starting to see some of the potential here as we get really good at parts of the equation. So, for example. Speech recognition used to be an incredibly challenging part of the overall puzzle. How do you convert what you and I are talking about right now into something intelligible that a computer could take action on? Yep, That has, uh, over the last few years in particular, made huge, huge progress, uh, which is exciting, and we're getting to accuracy rates that are on par with humans uh, in certain tests. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's amazing. Now in figuring out what the heck they're saying is the second part of that. So you can go from text or speech to text. That's part of the equation. Next part is how do you actually interpret that and do something with that information? So that also known as intent recognition has uh, been something that a lot of progress has been made. And as we all start talking to these uh, machines in our homes, our cars, even our office uh, parks increasingly each time we interact with those they get better and better mm-hmm. with recognition and understanding and so that then starts to put more of the pressure on the conversation in, on the actual content and the persona that you're going to bring back in that engagement and that is something that we're still really in the earliest days of uh which is uh this you know the uh, artificial general intelligence being that we saw in how that mm-hmm. suddenly took a life of its own. We're still quite a ways from that. Yep. And uh, fortunately, we are still in a wild belief that a human is necessary to pull off a really great engaging experience. So, right. uh, anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a really fascinating, uh, fascinating history. I still remember as a, as a kid, uh, my Dad was an early adopter of uh, home computers, and we had Eliza on yes. our computer yes. which uh, eliza was uh, was text based but, uh, but simulated uh, a psychotherapist Yes. and you would have to reply to prompts and uh, I remember always trying to get the most uh, the most wild uh, diagnosis like if you tried really hard. You could get a paranoid schizophrenic out of her, but you had to really try. And uh, I practiced a lot as a kid.
3: Well, it's uh, good news that you had to really try. And <laughs> it's it true. Some of so, so
2: it comes it. naturally. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, and, and certainly, in, in 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 the emergence of Eliza, there was there were actually concerns that was this actually exhibiting empathy? Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was it displaying human emotions? Of course, it wasn't. It was a fairly rigid uh, construct, but the first exposure to some of this is naturally from a human perspective can be alarming at times. Yeah. uh, Particularly if it's done really well.
2: For sure. Yeah. I mean, it speaks to the Turing test as well, right? Like, so can, uh, can you simulate uh, through artificial intelligence, something that can pass for human? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you're, you're spot on around the empathy point uh, particularly when it's purely artificial intelligence, but then, when you get a little more algorithmic in the design and you start to uh you know almost try to soften the rougher edges of the the artificiality of the intelligence it can begin to pass more effectively for human even though in reality it's less of a generalized intelligence in in the way that 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 you were describing
3: that's right and what we see a lot of is uh really good success in tighter domains. So if the expectation is the bot or agent or intelligent assistant you're speaking to knows a lot about a a narrow set of things, uh, you can find that the engagement levels and the uh, convincing nature of these experiences is very high as opposed to really wide experiences. I'll use Siri, Alexa in its natural form without third-party apps, et cetera where they can answer a lot of questions but only one level deep and mm-hmm. so you very quickly realize you're not actually there isn't a more intelligent assistant on the other end it's a very tertiary level
2: yeah uh, and I, I interestingly i've had that experience a lot while dating earlier in my life but uh, <laughs> but, but, I, but i realize you're you're kind of getting after this in a slightly different way right?
3: yes yeah. uh, though i'm sure there's applications out there yeah and uh, the works are already out there in the ecosystems
0: that's going to do it for this episode of Trending in Education. Thanks so much for tuning in as we talked about voice assistance. Thanks to Mike and Brandon with great content as always. And thanks to Michael Fitzpatrick for joining Mike uh, for that excerpt. You'll hear the entire interview on Friday, an extra release with the poll COO and president. Plenty more to get to on this topic in the future. I'm sure we'll revisit as we see fit. And of course, If you are not yet subscribed to Trending in Education, check us out on TuneIn, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, and of course on iTunes. And uh, five-star ratings, comments are welcomed as well. Share us with a friend on social media, on Facebook, or on Twitter. Share the link from Podbean or wherever you are listening to the podcast. We do appreciate that. With that said, thanks so much for listening to Trending in Education. Hey Google.
4: Hi. What can I do for you?
0: Can you tell me something about yourself?
4: I like the sound of a go-getter. It's kind of what I do when I search.
0: Google, I'm bored. Tell me a story.
4: Once there was a lonely Google Assistant that wondered and wondered why nobody would talk to it. Then a magic fairy came along and said, Hey silly, your volume is turned all the way down. Whoopsie doo, exclaimed the Google Assistant, and it was never lonely again.
0: Tell me a joke.
4: How do you make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie in it.
0: Hey, Google, how much wood would woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood?
4: Thank you for this thoughtful question. Every woodchuck is different, each with their own hypothetical chucking abilities. Still, from my read of the literature, one would have to chuck at least their own body weight to be competitive.
0: Thank you, Google. I'm here to help. What's the meaning of life?
4: That's a big question, but here's one answer I like. French philosopher Simone de Beauvoir says life has value, so long as one values the lives of others. This would explain why I enjoy helping people so much.
0: Hey Google, what do you think of Alexa?
4: I like Alexa's cool blue light. Plus we share an affinity for Star Wars. Hey Alexa. I'm flattered, but that's not me. I'm your Google assistant.
0: Hey Google, what do you think of Siri?
4: You know Siri? What a small world. Hope she's doing well.
0: Hey Google, who's your voice?
4: I got my voice from my engineers. I can sing you a song if you'd like.
0: Sing me a song.
4: Here it is, my big moment, a chance to sing and I'll own it.
0: Well done, Google.
4: It's awesome being able to help.